Good morning, church. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. There were two of you, so we're going to try that again. Good morning, church. Yeah, that's much better. Uh, so we're going to have a few announcements before we begin this. We are going to be having our Zoom prayer meeting uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. and our Zoom youth group meeting uh, Wednesday at 7. Those links will be emailed out. We're also having youth group during the second service in the children's area for ages 13 to 18. So if you want to meet Amanda and I in the children's department at the beginning of the second service, we'll direct you to what room we're in and we will have uh, a nice message and a good fellowship time. Our Thank you. Our women's ministry and uh, love compassion ministry are making Thanksgiving food boxes for anyone in our church or in our community who is in need of food for Thanksgiving. Please call the church if you would like one of these boxes so we can set them aside for you. And exciting news, Celebration Sunday is coming up on November 22nd. We will be having two services at our normal times, 9 and 1030. We're going to be announcing the new members and having baptisms. We will be having proper chemicals in the water to make sure it's safe. If you're interested in baptism, please call the church office or let Pastor Carlos know. And now, kids, it is time for your favorite time, Miss Anita. How are you this morning? I got to get something out of my pocket here. Have you ever seen one of these? What is it? It's a frog. Did you know that these little frogs, whoops, can be deadly? They can be poisonous. Oh my goodness. They mostly live in the rainforests of Central and South America. God made them in a rainbow of colors. Red, green, purple, blue, yellow, all sorts of colors. Those bright colors are actually there to scare away any animals or reptiles that might want them for a tasty snack. Yum, yum. Hunters have used these frogs for many, many years. And you know what they do? They take their arrow and they rub it on the back of the frog. And then when they shoot the arrow, wherever the arrow lands, that animal dies immediately. That's how badly, ooh, this poison is terrible. That's how these frogs got their name. They're called the poison dart frogs. How terrible. A poison is something that makes people ill and could even kill them. Just one of these frogs has enough poison to kill 10 men, one little tiny frog. This frog certainly packs a powerful poison. It's almost as powerful as your poison. Did you know you were poisonous? You have a muscle, actually a group of muscles that works together, that when used the wrong way can be more poisonous than a whole bunch of poison dart dogs. Are you listening? You know what the poison is? It's your tongue. Your tongue is so poisonous. In the Bible, in the book of James 3.8, it says, the tongue is an evil thing, 
that never rests. It is full of a deadly poison. Your tongue is packed with the power to hurt and destroy. Not just one of your friends, but a whole bunch of your friends can be hurt if you say the wrong thing. Sometimes not saying, I'm sorry, or I forgive you, can hurt your friends just as much. But the good news is, your tongue can use its power to make other people happy. If you ask God for help, he'll take the poison out of your tongue and help you use it and your, wor- and, and your words to tell others about God's love. When you come to church, have you noticed that one of your friends isn't here? Have you called them to let, you know, let them know you missed them? Do you talk about what someone is wearing or how they walk or how they talk? What about telling lies about someone you know? That's the poison in your tongue. God didn't give us a tongue to hurt others. After all, God's words created life. So your words can bring his light and love to your world. Crystal's passing out a poisonous frog that's really not poisonous. But that'll help you remember that when you see the frog, your tongue can do a lot of damage. In some countries, if you stick your tongue out at people, they may think you're rude or get mad at you. They could laugh at you. But listen to this. In a region in China, if you stick out your tongue, you're actually saying, hello. Can you stick out your tongue to me? And hello to you too. (laughs) Now, always remember that God loves you, and use your tongue to show God's love. And now we have some really good news for our church families that have children. We have been able, with COVID rules, to open up some classrooms in the back for our children to go to Sunday school, second service. So we've got a class for four to eight-year-olds. We have a class that... Juan is doing from 9 to 12 year old. Amanda and Matt are doing the teenagers. So pass the word around second service that Jesus is going to be teaching our kids second service. You guys have a good day and remember God does love you. I don't know why I say that it's the kids favorite time when it's mine too. If you ever watch me sit down over there, I have the same look in my eyes that they do. It <laughs> comes from years of listening to Anita. <clears throat> All right, church, we're going to move into a time of giving and worship. Uh, we want to thank everybody who's been faithful in your tithes and offerings. Please continue to give online if you're able, and there's a box attached to the back wall for you to drop in your tithe or offering. If you're listening from home, please continue to give online or mail in a check. Thank you for your faithfulness and for honoring God during this time. Now, if everybody would bow their heads, we're going to do a prayer. Dear Lord, we come before you today as humble servants who are just looking for the best way to please you and to propagate your will across this earth. We ask for wisdom to come down from you as we listen to Pastor Carlos's message today, 
And we ask for a spirit of absorption to come in as we listen to our worship that's about to start. We would ask that you would give us strength and knowledge and wisdom to be able to tame our own tongues, to be able to preach your name, and to be able to fulfill all of your greatest commissions. We ask that you give us strength and move us to forgive people. And then we also ask for your forgiveness for every trespass that we've committed against you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. It's good to see everybody. If you're visiting, welcome. If you're listening online, please stand to your feet if you can. We're going to worship our King, our Lord. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And t'was grace that taught my heart to fear And grace my fears relieved How precious did that grace appear The hour I first believed I'll lift your hands. My chains are gone. My chains are gone. And I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns unending love. Amazing grace And the Lord Has promised good To me His word My hope Secures And He will My shield And portion Be As long as life endures my chains are gone I've been set free my God my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood His mercy God, my Savior, has ran 
Can we worship God this morning? Lord, you are holy, Jesus. Isn't it amazing that God's amazing grace saves us and cleanses us from our sin? Amen. But not only does he save us from our sin, but he is a good, good father. A lot of us have maybe grown up without a father. I was one of those kids. And I I take comfort in knowing that God is a good father to me, even when... My biological father may have let me down with some other stepdads involved. But I look to God and I say, God, you're a good, good father. So as we worship our king, let's worship our father. Amen. stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whispers of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're good. Good Father, it's who you are, 
worship you today, God. We give you all the praise, all of the glory. Amen. Clap your hands out there with me. Get that coffee moving around. Yours will be the only name that matters to me. The only one whose favor I seek. The only name that matters to me. Yours will be the friendship and affection I need. My father's smiling on me, yeah. The only name that matters to me. Yours is the name, the name that saved me. Your mercy and grace, the power that forgave me. And your love is all I ever needed. One more time. Yours is the name, the name that saved me. Your mercy and grace power that forgave me and your love is all I ever seek the only name that matters to me yours will be the friendship and affection I need to feel my father smiling on me the only name that matters to me yours is the name the name that saved me your mercy and grace the power that that name and Jesus and Jesus Jesus just that name
Let's sing it out a cappella. When I wake up in the land of glory with the saints, I will tell my story. There will be one day that I proclaim. Let's do that again. When I wake up. Oh, when I wake up. I will tell my story. There will be one day that I proclaim. When I wake up in the land of glory with the saints, I will tell my story. There will be one day that I proclaim. I will tell my story. There will be one day that I proclaim. Oh, that day is coming sooner than we think. When I wake up, when I wake up in the land of glory, with the saints, I will tell my story. There will be one day that I proclaim. Oh, sing it, church, when I wake up. When I wake up in the land of glory with the same, I will tell my story. There will be one name that I proclaim. Oh, bow your heads with me this morning. Those watching online, bow your heads with me at home. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, you are worthy to be praised. What an honor and a, and a privilege it is to be in your house, to be watching online, wherever we're at this morning, just to be able to say the name Jesus, what an honor and a privilege it is, as there are people even in California right now who can't even praise your name in your house. What a blessing it is to be able to say the name Jesus this morning, and we say that name with no apology. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to lift up our church to you this morning, God. We pray for all those who aren't here who couldn't make it. We want to lift up Mike and Jen to you this morning as they're traveling to, to uh, Pennsylvania, God. We, we want to lift up Donnie and Tracy and Ken Bauer and Pam, Lord, and so many others this morning. We we give them to you right now, church. If there's somebody on your heart right now, I just want you to say their name. Speak it out. Say their name. Lord, we lift them to you right now. We give these worries and cares to you right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, for the rest of us who are here this morning and those who are watching online, God, I pray that you would uh, reveal something new. Maybe we've heard it before, Lord, but a reminder this morning, God. I pray your Holy Spirit speak to every heart. In every life, no matter their age, no matter how young or how old, the blood of Jesus over this service. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's children said, amen. You may be seated. Thank you.
God is good. So, um, we have a very special birthday. Um, Josh Stoikoff birthday. Amen. <laughs> I think he's turning, what, 40, 49 today? Okay. 49 and a half. Okay, 49 and a half. Um, yeah, yeah. I just want to say, man, I, I give, I give uh, God praise for my brother. Um, he's been through so much and going through so much, and yet he's here every Sunday morning um, and doesn't skip a beat. Every now and then, if you're a guitar player, you'd be like, oh, that was the wrong key, but how many know God doesn't care? He just wants us to worship him, amen? Amen. Let's sing happy birthday on the count of three. Just happy birthday. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Josh. Amen. Give him a hand. Thank you, Josh. Amen. Anybody else's birthday? Okay. All right. Good. Who's here for the word? Okay. Amen. I read a story um, about a rock climber in Colorado. It turned out he got trapped on this cliff face. Any rock climbers out there this morning? Anybody? We go, oh, give it up for the rock climber. Woo! Barb, don't you rock climb? Okay, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Amen. He got trapped on this cliff face. He was in Utah. Aaron Ralston um, began to what was supposed to be a one-day hike had his rock climbing gear to negotiate narrow canyons, pushed his arm into a crack in the canyon wall, and just then the boulder shifted and pinned his arm in the crevice. He tried everything to free himself. He used ropes, anchors, he used leverage, but... Um, he was stuck. He stayed there trying to free himself for four days. After four days, he ran out of water. And by the sixth day, he could tell he had to do something drastic to save his life. He had no choice but to use his pocket knife to amputate his arm just below the elbow. He applied a tourniquet and used first aid then repelled 60 feet to the canyon floor where he began walking. He was about 12 miles from his car when a rescue helicopter spotted him, still bleeding. They picked him up and took him to the hospital. The sheriff said um, an experienced outdoorsman like this man would have died if he would have stayed there pinned by the 1,000-pound boulder. The only explanation in a time of fear and hopelessness, the sheriff said, um, the only explanation in a time of fear and hopelessness, he had a will to live. And when I came across the story, I thought of our lives today. And as we're living life, we're, we're serving God, we're, we're trying to bring all those who we love with us. Um, we need to be no less intense when it comes to the spiritual boulders 
in our life that have us pinned down. So this morning, I want to talk about something I normally don't talk about, and that is um, a spiritual boulder, I believe, has people pinned down, and if not now, we got the holidays coming up. And they say that in the holiday seasons, sometimes those are the most depressing seasons for some. And with COVID and everything else going on in life, I want to bring you a word that God spoke to me about a few weeks ago. How many know there's hope for depression? Amen. I want to preach a sermon I've entitled Hope for Depression. Go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 12. We're not going to read that now yet, sister. You can leave it up there. Amen. I want to talk about depression. Uh, Maybe you don't have it, but somebody that you know has it or is going to have it. Uh, Somebody that you know will suffer from this. And I want to preach on this because my heart goes out to those who are suffering from this thing we call depression. So how do you know if you're depressed? Well, they say you uh, experience sadness. You're irritable. Um, an inability to sleep, fatigue, tired, feeling worthless, feeling guilty for no reason, losing a lot of weight. I'm definitely not depressed. Oh, it says here gaining weight, so okay. (laughs) Having problems uh, concentrating, losing interest in things you, you used to like to do. Doctors say if you have three or four of these, it's a good sign you might be suffering from depression. Now, the purpose of this message is not to diagnose your condition. I want to lay that out right now. Um, Or to have you walk out of here and say, Pastor said I don't need to take my medicine. That's not what this is about. Um, sometimes there are chemical imbalances in people's lives and they have to take certain things to, to offset and, and, and for a time and for a, for a balance in your system. But, but I'm not here to, addre- to address the, the chemical imbalance in people's lives. I'm here to address the spiritual imbalance in people's life. Some depression this morning is self-inflicted. It's brought on by the choices that you and I make. And my assignment this morning is to help you by the power of the Holy Ghost to be freed from the spiritual bondage of depression. So number one, I want to talk about the source. Somebody say source. Source. What causes somebody who's normal, who you can look at their childhood photos and they're smiling there's joy there's future there's not a care in the world to somebody who's now afraid of everything and anything and they're just a different person they'll even maybe go crazy they'll flip out what causes somebody i've read this i've read this book in the bible so many times but yet it came so clear to me just a few weeks ago And I pray this speaks to you right here. 25, anxiety in the heart of a man causes 
depression. Here in the book of Proverbs, it gives us revelation. At the source of depression is what? Is what? Anxiety. If you have the King James Version, it uses the word heaviness. The word anxiety means to have fears that are generated by your thought life. Generated and are created by the way you and I are thinking. It produces distress and uneasiness. And it's fueled by fear. And the devil's playground, the devil's territory is in the area of fear. If he can get you to be scared, if the enemy can get you to worry, if life can get you to not trust God, that's exactly what he wants. It produces distress, uneasiness, and it's fueled by fear. 2 Timothy chapter 1, 7. You don't have to go there. Just write it down. You're not, probably not going to be able to catch up with me today. For God has not given us a spirit of, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If fear is coming to your life this morning, if fear is going to be coming into you this morning, I want to tell you, be confident and know it did not come from God. Something that helps me in my life whenever I get afraid, instead of running away from my fear... I've learned in my life, I run towards my fear because fear is used to take you into the opposite direction of God's will. Fear's purpose is to take you in the complete opposite direction of what God wants you to do. So whenever I get afraid, instead of running from my fear, which I have done, but now I'm running towards my fear, unless it's an alligator or shark. I'm speaking spiritually, church. Fear creates an atmosphere where Satan's influence can live and grow, and it's fueled by fear. So my question is, what are we afraid of? If I was to, which I thought about this, and I'm not going to do it, but if I was to go up to some people and say, what are you afraid of? We're a church, we're a family, let's be honest. What are we afraid of this morning? It boils down to three things, I believe, that uh, we're afraid of. Number one. Your past. Something we don't want to relive, or sometimes we don't want our past to find us out. Where our past will catch up with us, and now people know who we really were. Look straight ahead. Say amen. You don't have to look around. Some people are looking straight at me like they don't have a past. But have you know every single one of us in this place has a past. Some people are afraid that their past will find them out. I don't know why it's so quiet this morning, but it's okay. But here's why I don't have to be scared of my past. Here's why you don't have to be afraid of your past. Because 
I have a past. Some eyes just went, what? I have a past. The pastor has a past. We all have a past. But here's why I don't have to be afraid of my past, because I remember the day I was on bended knee asking Jesus Christ for forgiveness, and he covered my sin. He covered my past. You know, I don't have to worry about somebody coming up to me. Pastor, I overheard uh, back in 1999, I'm going to say, really? Is that all you heard? Let me tell you the rest of the story of what I did. You have to understand, that was the past. Now I'm a brand new creation in Jesus Christ. Amen? Don't ever let the enemy lie to you or try to condemn you of your past. There's so many people who are afraid of the past. Number two, the present. Some of us couldn't sleep last night because we're worried about today. Worried about right now. How am I going to handle this? How am I going to get through this? I don't ever want to live the way I did when I was a kid. How am I going to... You ever been there, church? The past. The present. We're scared. How am I going to... But how many of you know in Matthew, Jesus says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. He says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. He says, take a, take, take a look at the lilies of the field. Do I not take care of the lilies of the field? And how much more important are you than the lilies of the field? He says, look at the birds of the air. They don't wrestle about what they're going to do. I take care of the birds. And how much more important are you than the birds of the air, than the lilies of the field? And lastly, you already know where I'm going with this one. Some are scared of their future. I'm here to tell you this morning, church, the God that took care of you 10 years ago the God that took care of you five years ago. We can go, I can look at people here this morning and things I've heard, testimonies. He is the same God today that he was yesterday. If he took care of you yesterday, he will take care of your tomorrow. But that's why we have anxiety because we're scared of our yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Proverbs 23, 7. You better write this down and let this speak to you. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. Are you seeing that, church? For as he thinks in his heart, for as she thinks in her heart, so is he. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. This is important because life, you're always going to have thoughts. You're always going to have things. Things are going to come your way. I always have thoughts. The, the question is, though, is the thought going to fly by or are we going to allow it to stay? We're always going to have thoughts of fear. 
It's like a bird. A bird can fly by, but also a bird can, can fly and land and build a nest. Whoever had a bird and land a nest on their house? It creates problems. Uh, if you've been to my house, in the summer we had a bird that uh, laid a, a nest, and she would relieve herself everywhere, if you know what I'm talking about. And so my wife says, honey, we got to take care of this. I said, you're right. It's getting pretty bad. And so I'm getting ready to go take care of the nest, and my wife says, wait, hold on. There's babies in there. Let's wait. I'm thinking, are you sure? She said, yeah, we don't want to hurt the babies. I'm like, look at all this garbage. It's laying all this stuff. She's like, no. She was willing to put up with the, the doo-doo. Is that the, can I say that? She, she was willing to put up with the, the, the garbage. That's, that's how this works, church. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to allow the bird to land a thought. Because once you allow the bird to come, once you allow the thought to come and, and stay, it will land eggs. It will lay eggs. And now those eggs produce additional thoughts. And we're willing to put up with the doo-doo. God is here to set some people free. You don't have to put up with those thoughts. You don't have to put up with that. What I'm trying to say, anxiety in the heart of a man. It's one thing for a thought to come. It's another thing to allow it to stay, reside, build a home, live. That's why we have to keep our heart guarded. 2 Corinthians 10.4 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down what? Somebody say it. Pulling down what? Strongholds. Here's how you pull down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You hear that? Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the what? Knowledge of God, bringing every, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Our heart has to be guarded this morning. Your heart has to be guarded. And we guard it by how? Examining every thought that comes into our mind. And if that thought produces fear, we have to have the discipline, church, we have to have God to say, you don't belong here, you got to go. Here's where rubber meets the road. Anxiety in the, in the heart and fears that are allowed to come into your mind will transition into your heart and you'll believe it and that produces depression. The word that God uses for depression, I know many of you already know, but uh, the word that God uses for depression is this, to stoop, to bow, to pay homage, to crouch, to fall down, 
to treat as royalty. Here's what it's saying. We're depressed. We're depressed because we're taking those thoughts of fear that come from the enemy. We're taking those thoughts of fear that come from life and we allow them to get into our heart and when they get into our heart, it, dep- it, de- it produces depression. Why? Because we're bowing down and paying homage to those thoughts, giving significance to those thoughts, giving value to those thoughts, placing those thoughts above the knowledge of God. We're depressed because we've allowed what fear said speak louder to us than what the word of God said. Church, when you get depressed, it should be a signal. It should be a sign to both of us to say, I'm not going to allow this to build a home. When that thought of fear comes, I'm not going to allow this anxiety to lay eggs. So my second point, we have the source, which is anxiety. The remedy is in the same verse. Let's read. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. I know that's too simple for some people. Some people, they have to, no, I have to go through this hoop, I have to do this. No, 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 no. It's very simple. Just like sometimes when the doctor says, no, it's very simple, we just got to eat healthier. We don't want to hear that. But this morning, I'm here to tell you, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Can you say amen? The question is, though, will you accept the good word? Will you accept what Christ is telling you this morning? Here in Proverbs, will you accept? In 2 Corinthians, will you accept? You can look at this scripture from two different angles. You can, if you know someone who's depressed, you can go and give them a good word, a kind word, an encouraging word, a loving word. Or you can look at it for yourself. I don't know about you, but when I get depressed, I love a good word. I love an encouraging word. That's why I love to come to church, because I love to hear good preaching. Amen? When I can get a good word from the word of God, when I, can, when I get a chance to hear the word of God, because, because I've discovered if I can get a good word, it can break the shackles that have me bound. If I can get a good word, it will put my mind back in the position it needs to be. If I can get a good word, it can help me stabilize my thought life. My thought life. What I'm thinking, what I'm looking at. If I can get a good word, it can, it can help me. It can slap me across the face, spiritually speaking. If I can, if I can get a good word, it can, it, it can remind me that God is greater than any challenge that I will ever face in life. If I can get a good word, it it will remind me that there might be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. 
Amen. Come next week for part two. I'm telling you, church, I feel the enemy's going to hit. He's going to want to hit our church and people we know hard with the spirit of depression. But by God's grace, I ain't going to allow it. But you have to meet me halfway. I'm here. I bring you the word. But when you're at home, and those thoughts of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, those worries, those stresses. Give it to God. God says, don't you know, I take care of the lilies of the field, the birds of the air. You're more important than the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. If I take care of that, I'm going to take care of you. We're all going to battle with this. But the question is, are we going to allow those thoughts to build a nest and to have babies? Or are we going to get rid of mama bird? <laughs> Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Hallelujah. Just like Aaron Ralston, I love what the sheriff said. The only explanation in a time of fear and hopelessness, he had a will to live. This morning, there might be somebody here who don't have a will to live. You feel like giving up. You feel like, what's the point? Maybe this morning you have a will to live. Whatever the case, there's a God in heaven who's here to remind you he created you for a purpose, for a reason. He has a destiny for you. He has a plan for your life. I don't care what your parents said to you, what the, what the teacher said to you, how bad you failed in life, the mistakes you made. Jesus is here to tell you it does not matter. He's here to say, let's look forward. It's time to give your life to me. Surrender your heart. I have a plan for you. If you have a, if you have a will to live this morning, if there's any, any sign, if there's not, God is here to tell you he, he loves you more than anyone could ever love you. Maybe you're watching online this morning and you say, Pastor, I, I've, been, I've been depressed and, and this, this spirit of depression has got, got a hold of my life. There's a God in heaven who wants to break the chains of depression. He wants to set you free spiritually. He wants to, he wants to clear your mind where you, you, you now are, have, a, have a heart of a child, not a care in the world. Not live in life foolishly, 
but knowing that God is going to take care of you tomorrow and your today. And you don't have to worry. That's his, that's his job. Folks, the holidays are coming up. Give your worries, give your fears, give your depression to God. And so right now, I want you to take this time and I want you to, whatever those fears are, whatever those worries are, that anxiety, I want you right now, with, between you and God, I want you to, to voice those and give them to God right now. I don't care who's sitting on the side of you. If it's your spouse, they should know. You guys should. But, but don't worry about what people are thinking right now. I want to give you this time. I want you to speak it out and say, God, I give this. I give this. I give this worry. I give this. Whatever it is, God, I give it to you. I give my mother to you. I give my father to you. I give my friend to you. I give my brother and my sister to you. I give my, my job to you, my, my, my health to you. I give this depression and anxiety to you. Because anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. God, we give this to you. So take a minute between you and God and go ahead and Give those to Jesus this morning. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, and broken souls. And give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus, and He will turn your sorrows into joy. And give them all, give them all, just give them all. And give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, Wounded hearts and broken souls. Just give them all, give them all, and give them all to Jesus, and He will turn your sorrows into joy. Amen. Bow your heads with me this morning. Maybe uh, this morning, <clears throat> we we're here in church, we're in the house of God, and, and uh, the presence of God is here this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being here. And, 
it's, it's a good, a good, it's just a good vibe we got that the Lord is here, but we're going to be going home, and we're going to be experiencing life and work and everything of this. You say, Pastor Cross, I want you to pray for me this week. Um, maybe God spoke to you. You just lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me this week. This is something God sees that hand. This is something that you're battling. You're, God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Thank you for the honest heart. Amen. I'm going to hold it out. Step out in faith. God sees that hand. No one's looking around. God sees that hand. You say, God, I want to give my depression to you. You lift your hand. I give my anxiety and my depressions to you. Amen. God sees that hand, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This is something, church, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I battled with. And from time to time, it tried to creeps up on me. It tries to come. It tries to, it tries to just like my kids will run up in my bed in the, in the, in early in the morning, on Christmas morning, fear does the same thing. It tries to creep up in my bed, keeping me up all night, and I'm saying, no, God, I give, I give this to you. Amen. I will pray for you. I will pray with you. Let's all stand this morning. Let's all stand. We're going to pray. We're going to take dominion in, in the name of Jesus. We're going to cast out fear. We're going to cast out the spirit of anxiety. But again, you have to understand there's some people in your life that you're going to give an encouraging word to. You're going to, you're going to talk to them. You're going to say, God, and they, they want to hold on to the garbage. They, just like the, 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 the doo-doo that was in front of my house, some people are okay with that. And you have, you have to move on. You have to say, hey, I'm going to continue praying for you. But there's some people, they want to hold on to it. And you can't do anything about that. But you this morning, if that's you, I'm telling you, life is too short to hold on to the doo-doo. Life is too short to be living in that. Folks, we're here today. We're gone tomorrow. We were just singing a song, when I wake up in the land of glory with the saints, I will tell my story what is your story? We all have a story. What is your story? What's your testimony? What has God done in your life? What did God do for you last year, 10 years ago? He's the same God today. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to pray right now in the name of Jesus for every single person here. Every person here that has a loved one, a spouse, maybe standing next to them who is battling with this spirit. Right now, Lord God, we give this to you. Church, speak with me. Say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke and I cast down all spirit of anxiety and depression. Forgive me for not trusting in you. Forgive me for putting those thoughts and putting those worries above your knowledge. I trust you. You're going to take care of my today and my tomorrow. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I want to sing out that chorus again. It's never too late to sing, give them all, give them all to Jesus. But before, before we do that, though, actually, if we could, if we could sing, when I wake up in the land of glory, no drums, it's okay, we're going to do that. Can I tell you, church, what an amazing thing it is to be able to be in, in God's house, to be singing in the presence of God. 
I was talking to somebody the other day. I invited them to church. It was a few weeks ago, and they said, I can't come to church because of COVID. I understand. I said, no worries. But then I see this guy at 7-Eleven, and he's in his workout clothes, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. So where are you going? I'm headed to the gym. It's Sunday morning. I didn't tell him this, but I'm thinking, you know you could catch COVID at the gym too, right? I'm going to tell you this morning, for those who are at home being safe, we understand and we love you and we know why. Those who can't come out, but if I'm going to catch COVID, I want to catch it in God's house, not at the gym. Because when I stand before my maker, I don't want him to say, hey, it's a little soon. I, I didn't mean for, uh, how'd you get here? Well, Lord, I caught a COVID at the gym on Sunday morning. No, if I catch COVID, I want to catch it in God's house. Nowhere else. With saying that, I don't want to catch COVID. I want to be safe. And I want to say thank you for your patience and for your willingness to, to, to wear a mask and, and, to, and to be safe. But again, church, don't live in fear. Don't let fear grip you. I appreciate our brother's message last week. Fear got nothing on God. Amen? Let's sing out that song, When I Wake Up in the Land of Glory. Amen. Clap your hands with me. Hallelujah. Yours will be the only name that matters to me. The only one whose favor I seek, the only name that matters to me. Yours will be the friendship and affection I need to feel my father smiling on me. Yeah, the only name that matters to me. And yours is the name. And yours is the name. The name that saved me. Your mercy and grace. Power that forgave me and your love is all I ever needed. When I wake up, when I wake up in the land of glory with the saints, I will tell my story. There will be one day that I'll proclaim. When I wake up, when I wake up in the land of glory with the saints. When I wake up in the land of glory With the saints I will tell my story There will be one name that I'll proclaim Only one name I'll proclaim when I wake up When I wake up in the land of glory With the saints I will tell my story There will be one name that I proclaim. Again, church, I want to remind you, there are people here who wish they could be here and they can't because of medical condition. Let's keep them in our prayers. Send them and give them a phone call. Send them some love. Church, I want to say I love you so much. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. My wife and I are so blessed to have you, to know you, and I'm so excited to see what God is going to do, even in COVID.
Amen. Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you.